you ever done in it like a audio interview before? Uh, no audio interviews. Well, you've done some other like for well, for like magazines for or magazines. online like blogs or something. Online or? stuff, and I always sweat over it for weeks before I send out whatever it is that I'm trying to. Oh, answer. like email? You mean email ones? Yes. Yeah, those email interviews or like what passes for interviews these days, or I found are such a fucking scam. Because basically, yep. you're doing all the journalism for them. Yeah. They send you these like vague questions, and then you do all the fucking work. One of the questions on this yeah. one that I answered this last weekend was. Oh, you had one recently. Mm -hmm. It was like, what what advice do you have? What what, uh, what qualities are necessary to be successful? If you were to meet a young Rebecca, yeah. <laughs> like, you're still a young Rebecca, but right. Who is who is it for? Do you want to? I'm not gonna do you want, say. You don't want to bust them. All right, know. that's cool. Yeah, I've done a couple. I did a couple of them within the last year, and it totally. Maybe I'm slow on the uptake. It just dawned on me. I'm doing all the fucking work for you. You know, and then some of them have the fucking temerity to say like, "Oh, you, it's not going to cost you anything. Like, cost you anything? You should be fucking paying me. Yeah. Like, I'm supplying all your filler. You call it content. I call it filler. Right. You know. Yeah. At least it wasn't like a listicle. Yeah. List. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But it's it's an amazing thing when people actually take the time to learn who you are, yeah, <laughs> and ask questions that are you know at least semi personalized. They don't have to be right. super smart, but I mean, I was on I was on BZ once, and the, the lady quite <laughs> uh, quite honest, obviously had no idea who the fuck I was. Uh, she just knew I was a, cab, a former cab driver. Like, not yeah. a cab driver who had written two friggin' yeah. books, right. you know, which is the reason he would invite me to be on a radio show about some cab research. thing. Yeah. But yeah, afterwards, you know, off the air, it's like, oh, you wrote a book? That's nice. Like, yep. Like, thanks for making me time out of my day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take time out of my day. Uh, I, um, I was <laughs> interviewed for television when I was a kiddo in elementary school when Sammy Sosa used to cork back. Why, why did, you had an opinion about this or? Some, like <laughs> someone's auntie at the school at William H. Ray Elementary, home of the Warriors, mm. down on 57th Street. Um, <laughs> a reporter showed up after school and was going around asking kids on the south side how they felt, how about, they felt about some some guy playing for the Cubs. So how did, did you have a feeling about Did you have an opinion about it? I did. I was also like nine years old, eight years old, and I think I said, well, I don't really know what goes out in the, up on the north side, but I don't know. Maybe he's not lying. And um, <laughs> something along those lines. Former Sox player. <laughs> I know, but maybe, I mean. Former other Texas Rangers, Sox, other places, but yeah. It's too yeah. young to have any of that context behind it. They were yeah, just helping like the cups and they gave him the good juice, and yeah. then he became like a roided up uh, home run, yeah. whatever it's... robot. Yeah, or one of the worst players in the history of baseball. <laughs> one of the most damaging. A desperately little amount about baseball. Well, yeah. this time you got time. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we can, we can go back in history. We met at Tony Fitzpatrick's studio when you were an assistant. Yeah. You were 
Were you out of high school? You were at or barely I, or just barely out. I skipped like the last week or so of school because I had uh, stumbled onto that job. Where did you? Where, how did you find out about the Tony Fitzpatrick? Uh, like what? Yeah, see that that was a part of the Tony Fitzpatrick <laughs> enterprise I did. Or well, was not privy to. Where do where do you find all the attractive young assistants? Yeah. <laughs> They're just kind of wandering off the street somehow. Yeah. There's this animal magnetism to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew about him through a guy, Billy Lombardo. Right, writing. the writer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, I met, you know what? I met him at the hideout like this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, we have a friend in common. I'd never, I hadn't met him. I'd seen his name around. Yeah, yeah. he was and one you of my knew him. high school English teachers. Oh, okay. And Tony had graciously donated some artwork for their poetry magazine, um, and so I knew, vaguely knew of the guy. And then, um, one day I was in Bucktown, skipping out on something. Yeah. And I walked past the studio, and uh, I had an injured grackle in a shoebox with me. Mm. Um, and I was walking by the studio and I, I knocked on the door and I, I went in and I said, hi, are you Tony? And he said, yeah, who's asking? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm Rebecca, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, he was a little suspicious, yeah. rightly so, and then he asked me what was in the shoebox and I told him, oh, it's a kind injured bird and he immediately right. just that- melted hired me on the spot. That was the magic decoder ring. It, it is. Was a, it, was a, a, it was a broken down bird. That's right. That makes, yeah, he's got the weakness for the birds. He does. <laughs> so do I, and it, it worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he asked me how far back I got to go before I'm Irish. It's only like two generations, mm. so that worked out. So you were close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was 2009. 2009, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I started driving him in 08, I think. Late 07, early 08. Some 08, I think. Yeah, I, I suck at years, but yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he said go through several assistants, one of which was you. I think you, I think, I think you were, yeah, one of the later ones. Yeah, I yeah. Had, uh, Initially, <laughs> I was a uh, housekeeper. Uh, I was 18 and terrible at that, and I had yeah. to be there on time Saturday mornings. And yeah. you worked with Claire, or no? I did. I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is Claire still in town, or like, where does where's Claire? I haven't heard from Claire in a while. I have no idea. The, the is Claire yeah. Malek. Claire Malek. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought she had moved away. I had Maybe you. she's back. Yeah. So yeah, because she was in working in the house too for a bit, yep. for a, at some point. Yep. But uh, yeah, I got fired out of there pretty quickly and brought into the studio full time uh, stuff. Because you were useless for the house chores. Pretty useless. Pretty yeah. useless at the chores. You're okay for cutting out pieces of uh, pieces of uh, matchbooks and stuff. Yes. You're proficient I at that. I'm proficient. Excel So what uh, had you been doing? You, I assume you were doing some sort of art in high school, yes? I was, I was. Was it collage or not collage? Um, I was doing a lot of photography yeah. and um, graffiti type stuff and a little collage. Not well, graffiti like, type stuff as in actual graffiti? On what? 
Yeah. Statute of limitations. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like actual know, graffiti. Actual graffiti, but then I would, you know, bring that into school and make yeah. these really cool, edgy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your high school? Did you have a, what was your tag or what was your? Um, I think it was Rekka, R-E-K-K-A, not Rekka. very, yeah. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. Um, T-U-F-F. T-U-F-F. No, I would draw this little bear face. Um, bear? It's just what? like this fat little bear. A fat little bear with like boobs. So is that, is that, oh, a bear with boobs. Okay. So oh, it's not like, like it's not that JC, what's his face? No, no. Fucking horrendous. I hate those fucking bears. I, I love bears. I hate those fucking bears. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I know he's like the whatever number one artist in Chicago, yeah. I guess, but... I hate those fucking bears. Yeah, they're fun. They're great to pose in front of. Are they? Take okay. up a big that, space. Yeah, I, I know they're good for backgrounds for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we were talking earlier about. Yeah, let, art let, let's like, alienate all the famous yeah, artists perfect. in Chicago. Yeah, perfect. Love it. That's let's definitely see. what I want. They don't do. fuck you. Uh, you know, you have a future. I like. I'm way past yeah. the future. They don't know me, and I don't know them, and yeah. we're not going to know each other. Yeah, and you started it. I don't fucking care. <laughs> also, um, although like it's funny because since I've been I've been writing art art shit for the reader the last couple of years, so suddenly I get press releases from artists. Oh boy! In the art world, Do the art world them? that has ignored me Do for they know my whole you? life. Have they? <laughs> no, they they don't really know what what they're doing. But right. <laughs> so so that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. So you had it, but forget forget those clowns. Yes. You had your own bear with tits. I did. And it's a cute little bear with tits. Um, where, where did I, like, why was it a bear specifically? Easy to draw. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. It's just like a cute little bear. I started drawing it in sophomore year. Hmm. Evolved into, I don't know, a funnier and funnier looking little bear. So it was just a bear and it said Rekka underneath there? No, I think it no? went from Rekka to just the oh, bear. Oh, it, yeah. oh, there was no words with the no, bear. Yeah. Okay. And then you were doing like drawings or paintings of the bear? or No. So, um, I never felt confident in painting and drawing. And that's why I do collage. I take photos. You said photography, yes. Yeah. Uh, but drawing you felt okay with? Yeah. Or like line drawing or like what yeah, kind of... I can I can get away with it. I enjoy it, but um, I don't think it's good. It wasn't what drew me. Yeah. But you were so you were into art early though, anyway. Yeah. So or some sort of were you? You were obviously encouraged by the parents. I was. I was very <laughs> encouraged by the folks. Mom's a graphic designer. Dad just gives a shit about the arts. Yeah. I'll go to the art institute. All these. Right, wasn't there some connection with Tony with with your or your 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 mom and Tony they crossed paths at some point or Yeah, my there well, was some some sort of like they professional like crisscross. I I thought there was, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, I know. Maybe something that has happened since, but that I can recall. Hmm. Um yeah. But you were, in, in any case, you were encouraged to be I like was. a creative I was. little girl. 
I was. I, I have this Henry Darcher tattoo because my dad would take me to the Intuit when I was a kid, and I wasn't freaked out. Yeah. I, Pictures of little girls with, with little penises. Yeah, that was you know. How was, was that, a, did you ask questions as a young person about what's up with that? Um, or other questionable shit that goes on with right, Henry Darger? Yeah. I mean, everything's questionable. But Yeah, I don't remember asking a lot of questions at the time, but then you know, we would also go when I was a teen and stuff and start having proper conversations about, you know, the, the, how funny and horrific all that work is so you saw that and stuff like that so so did you think that that's like that's what I'm going to do with my life kind of thing or was it just just a thing you did with your free time you know what I mean I don't know that I ever really felt that far ahead Um, I wanted to be a vet I wanted to be I don't know um In high school is when I started thinking, like, oh, this is something that I would like to spend the majority of my time doing. Uh, That's partially why I got the job as a studio assistant. I wanted to make sure that this was actually a life that I wanted to be in. And then it didn't didn't dissuade you. Somehow. (laughs) Tony didn't, in the studio, didn't beat it out of you. So, when we last left off, you you were a studio assistant. Yep. At Tony Fitzpatrick's studio. Yes. How, how long did you last at Tony's? Um, was there a little under a year. Under okay. Yeah. So you took a year off before you were figuring out what you wanted to do next after high school. Yep, I was using that time to decide if that's what I wanted to be doing my life. That's I had uh, gotten into the Kansas City Art Institute. Right. Um, and they let her. you defer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I moved down to New Orleans for a while with Mikey. Yeah. Uh, had a show down there and basically recouped my losses and having moved down to New Orleans oh, without a job. Oh. Uh, so, so you were just staying, staying with Mike, not, mm-hmm. not work, just hanging out? Or? Yeah, I would contribute to the household, but yeah. <laughs> uh, just not financially. Yeah. How long were you in New Orleans? Uh... February to like September. Oh, okay. Half a year, yeah. something like that, or yeah. more. And then you went off to Kansas City. And did you do Kansas all four City. years? Four years in? I did two years in Kansas City, and two I years. transferred to the main college of art Maine. to pursue woodworking and furniture design. Right. Hmm. I feel like my teeth are full of ribs. Yeah. Not visually, but well, they, they won't, won't see, it the they see it on the radio. Yeah, they're sparkling, gleaming. Yep, <laughs> just like a Crest commercial. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll get that. That's a teaser for the later. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the commercials. Um, yeah, I love. So main, why, why did you switch? Just because you wanted to do woodworking wasn't a thing at KC, or? Yeah, I, at the time that I was there, for whatever reason. Within, I was in the sculpture department uh-huh. for whatever reason. Craft is a dirty word, and to make something functional, 
It, it is admit, like it has been at art schools for a long time. I don't know if it still is, but yeah, I mean, certainly when I went in the early 90s, craft was not a thing. Right. Um, Those valued. Yeah. yeah. And you wanted to learn how to actually do shit? I wanted to learn <laughs> how to actually do shit and yeah. do the shit well. And yeah. um, I had a few really phenomenal professors at KCAI, Carl Kurtz, um, who was this incredible calligrapher. I took a bookmaking course with him, and one of the books I built was a scale model of a Mies van der Rohe building. Mm. Each floor of the building was like a slide of, mm. a, of a page that had yeah. the, the blueprints of the um, of the, the floor plans on each mm. slide. And he was like, you might consider finding a place that will foster this. Yeah. And main... And how did you learn about Maine, or Maine had a reputation for I, yeah, this, or you? I uh, started researching schools, craft schools uh, that weren't technical schools, mm. um, or trade schools, and uh, I love Maine, I have a lot of family up there, I love mm. the idea of living there. Oh, you have, you have family, yeah. yeah. All throughout Maine and Mass and New York. Yeah. Um, and I went out, I visited the school, I met the professors and was really excited that they wanted people to learn how to do a thing and do it really well. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So then that's where you got your bachelor's? Your yeah, so I got my, my big fucking achievement. Oh, is that what it stands BFA? for? Yeah. <laughs> big fucking achievement, yeah. Uh, Something like that. Woodworking furniture design thesis. I built architectural models based on memory. Mm. Mm. I really enjoyed because yeah. I didn't have to be too technical, but I'm still using mm. furniture making techniques. So, you, do you feel like your time in art school was valuable? Like it was worthwhile? Like, what, is it a is it a net plus or a net gain? Whatever the hell the fucking terms are. Yeah. I, I always wrestle with this. Yeah. I, uh, it changes every day. I, I feel like the technical skill I learned, I could have learned at a trade school. Yeah. At a proper craft pro, or furniture building program. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of anguish. I, I could have skipped had I not I do still think it was anguish because of what just the competition the schools I was at wasn't like a good healthy productive competition it wasn't like you mean oh, like that, gonna... like psychodrama right or like yeah, yeah, people was... being competitive about weird intangible shit that yeah. they you shouldn't be competitive about because everybody's running their own race. Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't productive in a way where, oh, I'm going to better myself. It was, oh, I'm just going to dislike this person. Just politics. Yeah. Yeah, which there's enough of as soon as you leave the doors. And yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I imagine there's politics in trade schools as well. Sure. Different kinds. No less pretentious. Less, less, less art speak or whatever, philosophizing, but... I mean, I, like, still people. I had some awesome opportunities that I only got because of school when I was there. Yeah. 
Kansas City, we got to do these installations in an arboretum in Kansas, and so I got to build enormous versions of my collages out oh, of Oh, that's nice, yeah. And have them, like... Okay, so those are good things. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't... I shit on it sometimes, but I... I know I shouldn't. Yeah. Especially in Maine. I had such a... Such phenomenal professors. I had such a phenomenal experience there. How big of a program was it? Like, how many classmates did you have? There like were, like... Eleven of us in the program, I think. Undergrad? Wow, that's yeah. so tiny. That's like the a grad program size. It was a I Maine that's, College of Art. I, yeah. Where in Maine is the Maine College of Art? It's in Portland. Port, it is in Portland. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. in a former department store, so mm. all the majors are in the same building. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had the opposite for undergrad. I, I went to McArt School. Oh boy. I mean, S A I C. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which has gotten exponentially more obscene in the years since, but uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about art yeah. school. Yeah, I, I mean, I went from working in a studio where you sat down and you worked on a piece and you finished it and you framed it yeah. to sit down, you work on a thing, you shuffle it away somewhere, you pick up another thing, you work on it, you shuffle yeah. Which, of course, you have to do because you need to learn to do the thing, but it was a huge shock for me to go from, like, you no know, completing, like, full, realized pieces of work to practice. And that was that's what Maine was about? No, that's that's why I felt Kansas City. Kansas City, was at least. I mean, but again, I was a, a freshman and a sophomore yeah, yeah. there. I shouldn't yeah, be yeah. so critical. But uh, no, Maine was really like you design the thing, you think about the thing, you build it right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Maine was about the framing and the finishing. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, mostly for yeah, for my art school years. Yeah, it's probably the benefits were mostly social. Yeah. And like, yeah, the show I'm, that's opening next week, the guy that invited me to have it was a classmate who's now a professor there. You know, but yeah, this is a very long time ago. But I don't know. Is is something like that worth you know four years? I don't know. I don't know if it is. Four years, and I mean, I'm still paying. No, I was very fortunate with that. I, I had uh, parents that were fully committed to investing. Well, it was the only way I was going to go to college of any kind. It yeah. was art school, so that was our compromise between me and my well, parents. Well, it worked out. It did, sort of. But then, you know, I spent my whole... and continued to spend my adult working career working at service industry jobs. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I didn't want to be part of the problem, which is, you know, higher education in America. Right. Yeah, that always... And you didn't, you didn't, uh, so what did you, you didn't do grad school, or did you do grad no, school? I, no, um, I fucked so you graduated up to Berlin. What, what year was that? When did you graduate from Maine? Uh, 2013. 13 or 14. 13. And you went to Berlin right after that? I did. How did you choose Berlin? So, this summer after my junior year, um, I'm Hungarian. I have a cousin who's living in Berlin, and she called me and she's like, 
you gotta come hang out. And I was like, this is the real world. She was like, Jones, yeah. even in Berlin. Yeah. She said, oh, I've, I, I know a guy, some uh, antique print dealer. Just mm. send, you know, tell him what you do. Yeah. So I shot this guy an email, and he was like, cool, okay, yeah, yeah, I can, you can probably work. It's fine, I'll find some stuff for you to do. Yeah. And I said, thank you so much, it's very generous, but I'm gonna need to know my hours, what I'm gonna be making, yeah. what exactly I'm doing. And he wrote back, I like your, your spirit, you're one of these can-do Americans, huh? And um, You're very, very practical, you're very I, pragmatic. I wanted that, to that do I've stuff. always noticed about you. Berliners aren't big on actually doing oh, stuff. No? Professional loafers making a lot of very cool shit, but uh, there can be a motivation issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a Berliner. He, he felt that way about the, the folks he had been hiring. Is, is Berlin like the, the Portland of Europe, like where young people go to retire? or? Something like that. <laughs> kind of yeah, the, something like that. They used to say about Portland. I don't know if they yeah. still say it. I don't know if Probably they can afford not. to retire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, retire to, have, to a heroin habit if right. or, or some such, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I went out there, worked with this guy, and then a month before I graduated, he gave me a call and was like, what are you up to? And I, like many of my peers, had nothing lined up. Mm. So I moved back and ended up staying for two years. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Just working for the this, the guy? Yeah, an antique print dealer. What were you doing for him? I mean, um, So I was trying to help him build up his online presence as well as open an actual brick and mortar, um, which I wanted to turn into showroom and gallery. Um, where we could have rotating shows of his nicer prints and contemporary artists who are yeah. thinking about similar things. And yeah. We had a couple shows. I had a show there. It was amazing. I got to look at really beautiful things that were tucked away for a very long time. And spent all my time doing that. And then just sort of ran its course? Or like it was time for... Did he... Not have any more work for you? Um, it kind of ran its course, and I started thinking about um, grad school, and I actually got into an a, uh, antique print and library material restoration mm. program um, in England, um, and I moved back to the states to try to actually raised some money so that I might yeah. do that. And the job I stumbled into to fund that, uh, I didn't leave. So I didn't go to grad school. And that's the job you're at now, more or less? No, I mean, more not, or less. Not, yeah. yeah. And which is advertising, right? Yep, I'm a copywriter. Right. Huh. Yeah. Did you always have, I mean, so yeah, you do uh, visual art collage and then and sculpture but did you always have an aptitude for for the words the written I word did, I, it's I a, it's a rare it's a rare combination it's not the usual thing yes you know? uh, no I, I, um, I, I have always yeah of course had an aptitude for the words it's my 
So how did you, I mean, like, where, how did you decide to apply for a job like that? How, did, how does that happen? You move back here and you, you, you look in the online one ads and there's, like, copywriter? How, how, do you, how does this happen? The same way anything happens in Chicago. You meet someone, you, know? you talk to yeah. someone, and they give you a chance that they shouldn't have, and yeah. you decide to either piddle it away or work really So what's hard. the first thing you ever had to do? Oh boy. Um, that. It was for like. That's a uh, world I, I know nothing about except for Mad Men. Or right. Whatever, you know? Shockingly so. Yeah. Um, so accurate. Yeah. Um, my first client was Coca Cola. Mm -hmm. So all the Coca Cola brands, which are really, really anything non alcohol. Right. It's like every beverage is Coca Cola yeah. pretty yep. much. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I. Thing I wrote was probably a coupon. I probably said, you know, save 50 cents when you buy a donut and a, a so what, cola. And a, so why is it that uh, they have to have somebody? Hey, Louis. Good. How are you? <laughs> Louis and I worked at Fight 18, 18 years ago. Hell yeah. Many many years ago. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Why is uh, it they need people to actually write those things? Yeah, why can't they cut and paste it from all the other million and one things? Oh, well, That's probably a dumb so question. Different. Um, I really couldn't talk. I, I've, I've struggled with that a lot. Uh, so what do you get? You just They send you just the information and you're supposed to assemble a, set, a, a sentence, a phrase yep. that yep. makes sense to humans? Yep, yep, huh. yep. I mean, it often was a lot more interesting than that. You know, we would be given a, a program where X grocery store wants to sell this much more of this food and they want to do it with Coke. And mm -hmm. so I'd get to come up with stuff that was a little bit more interesting. And, and it doesn't at all, like, offend your artistic sensibilities or uh, whatever your ideals to be, to be doing this sort of work? I... Did not feel great about selling Coca-Cola. No. Uh, so it's a case by case. I think it's a case by case thing. Yeah. I really liked the people I was working with. I had a great creative director and great art directors. Uh, I liked my account people. So if it was like Dr. Brown's, you'd be okay with it, or like some other soda company, yeah. like Pilbert's, yeah, Moxie. <laughs> local. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just you know, I don't drink this stuff, but I'm encouraging folks to spend an extra dollar that they don't really have on, on it. It didn't feel great. But, uh, oh, so you, it actually bothered you that you were trying to sell something that you actually didn't believe in? Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, it's advertising, which is, right. by almost by definition, is the devil's work. Yeah. But hey, we're in art. Do people really need to be uh, buying this stuff? So you think it's like, it's sort of the same, like you're trying to convince somebody to buy something they don't need? Yep. I can see that. Right. Sort of playing that, yeah, I'm being a little bit facetious right. here. But, yeah, I mean, I... If I was smart, I would have tried to have gone into some sort of more lucrative field rather than driving a cab or working in restaurants, I guess, but it just never occurred to me. I think the first couple of weeks were super exciting, and I 
learned a lot about the way that people are spoken to and targeted and yeah. uh, spoken about, and it yeah. really, eventually, it really freaked me out. But now I write for Bacardi, <laughs> and I feel a lot better about it somehow. Because <laughs> you're drunk while you're doing it. Because I'm, yeah, absolutely. Um, how, yeah, so how long have you been doing this, the advertising racket? Two years. Two years. That's two, something, yeah. yeah. Two years next week. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. And, but yeah, seriously though, like what is the, I mean, do you feel any sort of tension or, uh, I don't know, between the art, art making and this, this day job, is there, are there problems, like in, in, emotionally or in your mind or time-wise obviously it cuts into making art, but yeah. is that a problem? I mean, it may not be a problem. Time-wise, for sure. It is a problem time-wise. Um, but thankfully, this current job is, is able to finagle a part-time thing because the person who hired me knows my work and believes that it's valuable and it helps me be good at my job and they have this and hmm. uh, ensure that I would have the time that I needed to be pursuing it, which is unheard of. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it felt weird and bad and mostly because I would come home from the first job so exhausted both emotionally and physically that yeah. I didn't want to make work or, yeah. and then you know you spiral into that where you're too tired it feels shitty you don't want to do the things and it feels shitty that you're not doing the things and then you keep not doing the things and then it takes you months to yeah. make anything you're happy with at all also I've seen one of the traps of having a day job that's actually makes you a good living is that you get used to having a certain kind of lifestyle that the, the job affords you. Yeah. And then you can't kind of go back to the thing that allows you to make art, which is basically living poor or being funded somehow. Right. Those are the two choices, you know? Yeah. You're either funded or, or you gradually give it up. This is what happens. Or, I mean, yeah. are you afraid that that could happen? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I realize you're very early on in all this. Right. Hey, Sarah. That's Sarah whose stuff we just saw at Rainbow. Oh, <laughs> very cool stuff. I took the poster, in fact. <laughs> I took a poster. Rebecca, Sarah. Oh, Rebecca. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. You guys are having some chicken? We, we did. We're probably going to have some pie. I'm picking up pie. <laughs> How are you doing? Which scene? Is it called Eighth Grade or Eighth Grader? Horrifying. I almost walked out. It's, it's so excruciatingly painful. It was really hard. Is it the Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham, yeah. Yeah. Eighth Grade, yeah. It's really hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's really good, but it's kind of hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's still kind of like. I'm so glad I'm Right. I finally no saw Ladybird so, like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, the same friend that I went and saw this with, we saw Ladybird. It's like this thing we're doing yeah. now. We're just like rehashing horrible trauma that you lived yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, I feel so bad for my mom. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's nice to see you. Go get yourself some chicken. Yeah, well, nice to meet you too. Yeah, big small world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as I was saying, you're you're super early on in this into this this problem that happens to almost any artist. But the problem is, you know, the the people that go into teaching, they fall into this rut of teaching. Yep. They don't do work either. A yep. lot of them. They get off on being a teacher or start having affairs with their students or whatever other fucking gross cliche that happens. Right. But it's a constant problem. Yeah, I... Yeah, it is something I'm afraid of, and since taking this job, I've I've come to really like it. Now, I'm at this new agency, the Mars Agency, and I really, really like it. And it's creative work, it's not... That kind of creative work, though. Yeah. Uh, but it's also affording me material, and I'm saving up to build up my wood shop. So that I right, you were talking about the other day, like about rent. You were going to look into like renting a yeah. Wood shop. Yeah, I'd like to find a space here so I can be working yeah. on furniture-ish, furniture-roll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, money is always such a fucking double-edged sword. Because it allows you to do stuff, but it I have always, insurance. It enslaves you. I I just got uh, somehow crazily uh, qualified again for Medicaid. I didn't think it would happen this time because of Trump, but it did it. Um, yeah, they approved me once more. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, first time in my adult life that I've had health care. So I'll always be grateful to Obama for that. Yeah. If nothing else, you know. I mean, uh, last year I I got a really bad concussion when I was working advertising. I got a really bad concussion. I worked. Man, I, I didn't know it was so full contact. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really put on the gloves. You really duke hockey. it out. In, yeah. Duke it out in the in the boardroom, huh? <laughs> you, know, you really got to fight for for, <laughs> for the your ideas. Yeah. yeah. Don Draper knocked you out. <laughs> <laughs> Through a glass in my head. Uh, full, of, full of scotch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was playing hockey, um, and this idiot totally laid me out. But I missed a month of work, and I'm not, you know, I, I think I paid probably 600 bucks yeah. total out sure. of pocket. It's nice, yeah. I just. But it's a, yeah, it's a constant problem. Yeah. The money thing. Helps and it hurts. Yeah. But that, yeah, I don't, I'm not expecting any kind of definitive answer out of you about this <laughs> in, in your, not only a few years into this problem. It's, yeah. it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. So what's, I mean, in your ideal world, would you just do art or would you have jobs? Because there's, I mean, in the history of art, there's always been people that had day jobs. Right. Like, I mean, always. Uh, and some some are better off, like, having art on this, like, part-time, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you have a, do you have any idea about that? Or I mean, sure. Soon? Ideally, yeah, I would, I would love to just get to make collages and, and build things yeah. all day and support myself that way and I think I would be supporting myself at least emotionally that way but yeah you know I I I know that when I look at some of my peers that I'm not I'm not 
as deep in the rabbit hole as a lot of my friends are who are making art. Rabbit, yeah. what, what kind of, what do you mean by rabbit hole like, in this case? <laughs> like I have, I know folks who are honestly like compelled. Oh, like totally, they like, the, to, like they can't, yeah. And I admire that really deeply yeah. and, and sometimes I, sometimes I feel like a problem that I, I uh. don't feel that way all the time. It's, well, you can, you can only be authentic to yourself. You can't, you can't fake you know, authenticity yeah. or commitment or whatever. You can't be artsier uh, than the next, the uh, average bear it, or whatever. Right. And it, yeah, it feels, you know, we can't all be Chris Hefner. Right. That's <laughs> what we're trying to say. Exactly. Preparing myself <laughs> right. To I figured. Yeah. I, I, I got that. Yeah, we've got the job. Who can be? Yeah, there can only be one. Yeah, and I admire it so deeply. And I know that I'm really lucky right now that I have a job that's vaguely creative that I really like that affords me not just the money but insurance, but also the time. Yeah. Luckily, right now to to be doing it. Cool. Right. Oh. One more question yes. before I, I let let you eat some pie uh, and eat some pie. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Hell yeah. That's the bribe that allows all this to happen. Um, that's right. Yeah. What's the uh, the dynamic between the collages and the sculptures? How does that work? Do they how do they work? Do they interact at all? How do you think it, or are they totally separate? They haven't interacted in any space intentionally yet, you know, things when I bring home. But I did think about my sculptural work and my furniture type stuff as kind of, not assemblage, but more, more about bringing together disparate ideas and disparate materials um, than about creating something fully from any one thing, I guess, mm. which is kind of, which is what, what you think of like drawing or painting is like from, from like from nothing or like, yeah, because you're, because you're assembling things that were already something you mean? Or, yeah. And well, because your, your collage stuff is often like photo or other illustrations, like there are no, no, not photos, uh, illustrations. Yeah. I mean printed. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do photos, that's true. Uh, uh, but they are printed things. Yeah, and you know, they're things that I yeah. I collect and I find from these anonymous illustrators and draftsmen, but uh, some of the kind of sculptural stuff was I haven't seen any of your sculptures in real life. I've only seen them on your website. I've only yeah. seen collages. So. I have a, I have a couple pieces at home, but mostly they're all so big I had to abandon them on the East Coast. Oh so yeah, you just, just left them. You just left them. Do you have uh, a big bonfire? Or something? <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Rebecca's Burning Man yeah. festival yeah. on the East Coast. East Coast Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I built a, a model of the interior of this stairwell of this house that I was living in in Maine. Mm. I hand painted the super ornate wallpaper that was in there and yeah. then 
carved the little buoys that I had hanging in front of my door. Just doing shit like that felt really it, excellent in a similar way that collage did, but it allowed So it feels me like the same thing to like or the furniture and the sculpture gave me so much more control. Mm. Um, which is something that I'm interested in in doing again. <laughs> I mean I so okay. I did a interview with the cartoonist Chris Ware, you know, oh, yeah. for the reader sure. earlier this year, and I think it was in there was this Rizzoli just put out this huge monograph, kind of like it's a basically a retrospective greatest oh, hits. Shit. Hell yeah! It's a it's an amazing book. It's like this big, of course, it's gigantic. Ah, cool. But uh, I think it's in the forward. Somebody refers to him as a control enthusiast. <laughs> which is become one of my favorite like phrases. It. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. So, would you label yourself a control enthusiast? <laughs> uh, I can't be. Like, the collages don't let me. Because no. I, I only... I mean, I can control what materials I buy and how I lay them out. Are they kicking this out? Yeah. Um, but I'm totally at the whim of shit that other people have drawn finding ways to in the collages yeah and what's the no photo rule is that like just aesthetics or is that is that too much is that too much of a it's predetermined like a thing or it's too much predetermined and it's too much bringing actual people into the things uh, yeah. I prefer to keep it all huh. keep at least some of the curtain out I guess that seems like a good spot to end. Right. Keeping that curtain up. Yeah. Re- Rebecca Federley. 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 Uh, See? Glad I learning asked. I forgot that. See, it's been a while. It's a German name. Yeah, by Irishman. Yeah. German Irishman? Mm-hmm. It means uh, it's an occupational name. It's Bavarian. What's the it dominion of li- Little Feather? Little feather. That's right. Aw. Yeah. Okay.